Harmony in parenting or parental hegemony. Time to rethink. The title is strong and perhaps quiet, but that does not hide the fact that parenting is and often becomes a power play. A space for smart deals. I did this for you. Now you do this for me. How much have I sacrificed for you? Can't you do this much for me? Years of popular culture of idealizing the parent has made the lives of many young people miserable. That of course includes parents who were themselves miserable, living for others' dreams and not having space to think or plan a life of their own. Now the parent, being in a position of the provider, tries to extract maximum benefit of this position to satisfy his needs, sometimes material, sometimes emotional, social, otherwise or otherwise and cleverly packages his or her aspirations as a target to be achieved by the child okay so i have also been guilty of the same and have been tempted to go down the lane far too often one day though in all my right senses i told my daughter child sometime in future maybe your mom may become so needy so dependent on you or just to seek your attention she may dare to emotionally blackmail you. Then, my love, you will stand only by what you feel and go with your intuition and your reasoning. You will not allow any of my manipulations to have a say in your decision. And he a sigh, a long one at that. It was not easy to do that, but I knew this was important. If there is one thing that teaching has taught me, it is to respect the young and trust their wisdom worldly and otherwise. I had not thought much about this until I read Khalil Gibran's poem. And a woman who held a babe against her bosom said, speak to us of children. And he said, your children are not your children. They are the sons and daughters of life's longing for itself. They come through you, but not from you. And though they are with you, yet they belong not to you. You may give them your love, but not your thoughts, for they have their own thoughts. You may house their bodies, but not their souls, for their souls dwell in the house of tomorrow, which you cannot visit, not even in your dreams. You may strive to be like them, but seek not to make them like you, for life does not go backward, nor tarries with yesterday. You are the boughs from which your children are living arrows, are sent forth. The archer sees the mark upon the path of the infinite, and he bends you with his might that his arrows may go swift and afar. Let your bending in the archer's hand be for gladness, for even as he loves the arrow that flies, so he loves also the bow that is bow that is stable. I was shocked at the truth in these lines and remembered how ancient wisdom prevailed on the need to treat an adult, son or daughter, as just that, another adult who has an independent mind, soul and dream of his or her own. Some among us parents consider child upbringing a ritual of grand sacrifice and responsibility. Yes, it is. But we need to ask ourselves, was it not our choice to do so? Did we as parents do what we did for our children out of love because it gave us joy in doing so? 
Did we not derive pride and joy in thus showcasing our children to the world? Was the joy only theirs, really? If we think this over and find that the reason why we lavished love, material attention on our children was also because we wanted to, sometimes even more than what the child itself would have wanted, then it becomes crystal clear that if the process was enjoyable, what is the point of taking a grand stand of nobility? unlimited, sacrifice, etc. The numerous videos that flood the social media of the supreme sacrifice or sense of duty every animal possesses towards the, up its, the upbringing of its offspring should tell us that each of his parents is somehow genetically tuned to protect his, his or her offspring for reasons beyond our control. Yes, there are exceptions. But aren't they far too less to the majority of us who would give a right hand to do justice for our children? Read on to know what the famous Tamil poet Thiruvalluvar said, uh, penned in his uh, poem called uh, Thirukural, which was penned a good 5,000 years ago. There are some, some sites in which you can read it. So in Thirukural, which is a lesson in life skills, written as I said earlier, some 5,000 years ago, the Tamil poet gives the following commandments to each parents. Each parent. I'm just reading a few. If your children lie to you often, it is because you overreact too harshly to their inappropriate behavior. If your children are not taught to confide in you about their mistakes, you have lost them. If your children had poor self-esteem, it is because you advise them more than you encourage them. That's something I can relate to a lot. If your children do not stand up for themselves, it's because from a young age, you have disciplined them regularly in public. Again, I relate to it. Yes, we are all humans, but it would do as good to ask ourselves as conscientious parents, am I in the right when I ask or advise this to my child? Parental hegemony has and will continue to create unhappy adults who never got a chance to do what their heart called for, live with who their love chose to be with, or just be happy individuals in general. As I've talked to quite a few 18-year-olds, they all seem to have decided that making their parents proud is all that they want to do, and even fulfilling their dreams. Yes, the parent has every right to give suggestions about career and other life's choices, but just leave it to the child to decide what he or she wants to do. Reading between the lines, one can also clearly see the enormous pressure of living up to someone's dream that the child is facing already. Sometimes this leads to unhappiness, confusion, and a general feeling of unworthiness, which can be detrimental to their happy state of mind, even many years later. Do we really want our children to carry the baggage of our unfulfilled dreams? Or do we have the confidence to tell them Fly you may, love you may, explore you may, just know that I'm here for you.